Sunday, and uh, I am not feeling very super. I am a bowl, but uh, that's as close as it gets. <sighs> what is it? Ah, Dixon Jane's 830. 830. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. I'm parked at St. Andrew's Cemetery. I can still see the sun through the trees, so it's actually a good place to be if you have to be parked somewhere. You get an eye on the sun. And uh, I'm going to roll down the window here. Come on, come on, come on. Stop, stop. I won't. Jeez. Yeah, there we go. Probably should have kept the music on. I know this woman, I used to hear her in Nigeria. She married Stokely Carmichael and got kicked out of the States after she was kicked out of South Africa for opposing apartheid. A Marian, Marian, you know who. You know who. Probably going to follow that with the news. Do you want the top story of the news? The world this hour. I'm Jasmine Sepidus. The pace of COVID-19 infections in Canada is slowing, but the death toll continues to mount, reaching a new threshold in Quebec. There are now over 10,000 deaths in the province. This comes a day after Canada registered 800,000 cases overall. There's some positive news for Canada's vaccine supply. It comes after weeks of frustrating delays. Hillary Johnstone reports. Temporary delays that we have seen are largely... That's enough of the news. Changes every day anyway. I'm depressed. Uh, I guess not depressed. um, Unhappy. It's my wife's birthday tomorrow. So, you know, it's, it's usual. I gave up years ago trying to buy presents. I mean, I tried, I tried, I tried. But it, it never... It's a hard thing to talk about because it'll make it sound like she's the one at fault, and it's not. It's me, aside from not having good taste, I guess. I just... She said that you don't know me, and, I, and it's true. It came from me asking her, well, what do you want for supper? And the thing is, if you're treating somebody, you just do it. You don't ask. And, and, and you know, I'm, I want the easy way. I want, well, just tell me. You want this restaurant or this restaurant? And it's lazy, and it's just wrong on my part, and I feel bad about that. My son, well, I guess, yeah, I think told me, I don't know which son, either of them would have given me the same advice to get some flowers for sure. And I thought, yeah, but everything's closed. And then, of course, Barnacle Bill out in Vancouver said, well, hey, you can order online these days. So I did go online. I did find a place. And, of course, they're closed on the weekend. And 
It'll be hopefully open Monday. And I, I finally, and it took me a long time to look at everyone and each one be, no, 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 no. And I finally settled on something, but still with that bit of anxiety, but maybe she won't like it. And, and I got to let that go. I don't want this to be, uh, I'm not looking for pity, my God, and, and sympathy you won't give me, because I know most of you will just know, Jesus, asshole, haven't you learned anything yet? And here's me talking Zen and all this shit. Hey, look how far I've come. Hey, I get this stuff. But on a very simple level of just doing something nice for your partner, I'm just struggling. So I went out. And well, at least, you know, a friend called her and said that she made some special soup for her. And that's such a nice thing. Her friends know, a Japanese friend, would know what kind of soup and how to make it. And so she went out to get that. And I thought, well, I better go and get something now, at least for, uh, if, you know, to back it up, to supplement it, to do something. And I went to Metro. And, of course, being Super Bowl Sunday, there was a lineup, 20, 30 people outside the store. There's no way I can stand in that line. So... Into shoppers talking about sometimes they have frozen, even if it's frozen chicken wings. No, they don't. And there's a lineup there. And okay, I'll go to my regular grocery store and get some. Maybe they already have some pre spiced sort of Indian chicken I can put in. And it's a lineup there, 20 long. And I just can't handle the lineup standing out line, standing in line. It's hard. So I'll come home empty handed. Meanwhile, I'll say, well, if he maybe. You can talk yourself out of this. Stop at uh, St. Andrew's Cemetery on the way home and start a new podcast. And I, I don't know what the point is of this. If 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 it's to make me feel better when I'm not the one who needs to feel better, I need to do something to make my wife happy. But she is <laughs> she is not the easiest person to make happy. I've said that, but but I think the bigger picture is. It's me, you know, that's so much better I could be doing in so many ways. And instead I pick up books on Zen and read about it. How can I be a better person? Hey, it's right in front of you. So I don't know how this is all going to work out. It's been a, a, a weird, weird day church service today and I thought, oh, I don't know, somebody was going to do a special service. Somebody who's joined our church, has worked with our minister, is a musician, a very talented and a stage show performer. Can't even come up with his name right now. Rick Miller. I think that's it. Rick Miller. Uh, and has put together a presentation. Of course, it all got shut down with... Um, uh, you know, this current virus problem we're having. So he's not been able to present. He does this, he shows across Canada, and he does three generations. And it's done like a slideshow with him singing different parts, different characters. It was it was incredibly well done. I wasn't going to go. I wasn't sure. And I know, I don't know. And then when I have those kind of doubts, I think, well, just go. So I did, or attended online. And it was a brilliant show. He did a, a masterful job, a, a real creative artist. And um, I'm glad of it. And then afterwards, we had a, another board meeting about some plans, some things that I'm kind of disturbed about, uh, not in favor of that, a direction our church might be going in. Not along religious lines, just in, in investment or... <sighs> There's a faction within the church who wants us to take some of the land that we could sever from the sale of our church and build something on it, either affordable housing, if there's enough space and money, or uh, an art center of some kind. And I'm thinking, why are we taking on something new? We've sold our church to the Boys and Girls Club. Let them have that land and develop something. And, and it's kind of been eating at me. 
and today during the, all these discussions, uh, moving in the direction of very much great. We've got people on board. We've got a management company. This looks like really good. We can do this. And I'm thinking quite the opposite, that we should not be doing this. And it was eating at me and eating at me, causing me stress and, and, and pulling me away from the church. And I told myself, hey, this is an open forum. Speak up, you know, or forever hold your peace. And I finally did. And, I, and it was spontaneous. I knew kind of what I wanted to say. Um, but I spoke out loudly and a lot of people after thanked me. And, and I felt, wow, that was so much better than just holding it inside and not speaking. And, and in fact, it was almost... You know, I was almost to the point of tears. Good, I'm reconnected with the church. Instead of me backing off, backing off because I don't like something, I'm joining in the fray. I'm saying my mind. I'm finding other people who think along the same lines I do. And I'm feeling, okay, this is the place. One of my conditions about joining West Hill United Church was so that I could feel free to speak my mind. And today I did. And I felt ever so much better as a result. But then... <laughs> Uh, the other reality, my home life, um, came back to uh, to say, "Okay, well, here's another test. How are you gonna? How are you gonna? What are you gonna do?" So, of course, I got out the Japanese menus, and oh, two of the plates are closed today, and ah, I just don't know. I just don't know what is the right thing. I know tomorrow morning, as soon as that flower shop opens, I'm gonna order those flowers, and they are nice, and she will like them. I should double-check with my son. Look at this. This is the one I'm thinking of. And he said, yep, yep, yep. So there's that part. It's just when it comes down to food. I don't do enough of the cooking. I certainly don't do my share of cleaning. I just don't do enough. And so my wife, on top of working, is carrying the burden of running the household. And it's not right. And yet, and yet, I'm not going to make any excuses I guess maybe, I, I don't know, what is the purpose of me doing this now? Is it to clear my head? Is it to shame myself publicly or publicly on this podcast? Or is it just because it's time to start another Dixon Jane's podcast? The worst excuse of all. I got to go home. I got to go home. I got to sort this out. I got to do something. But... uh there you are, Super Bowl Sunday. I know so many of you will be up having a uh, a wonderful time and um, doing the right thing. Somebody wants to get hold of me. I saw how emotional you were. Somebody wants to contact me, and I don't know, maybe this is not the time to do it. This is the time to think, what am I going to do about Mario's birthday? But I, I guess I'll deal with that tomorrow. Tomorrow I will order. I found the new menu, a place that is open. We'll order Japanese food. It's the best we can do. We can't go out like we usually do on birthdays. And, uh, yeah, moving on. Life is ever-changing. <laughs> oh Scabber Dude signing off for now from St. Andrew's Cemetery on Super Bowl Sunday. Ding, ding, ding. There is no bell in the Mazda. Still have the engine running. Uh, this is going to be very, very quick. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I'm parked at another cemetery, one I've... Uh, I podcast here from before. It's one along Lawrence. It's a very strange little area. I kind of like it. You, you just It's hidden away off the main drag. Anyway, I've got a, um, a bouquet of flowers beside me for my wife's birthday. Today is my wife's birthday. <sighs> the clip I recorded prior to this one, I was so stressed. And, um, you know... I spent a long time looking at flowers. I think I mentioned that. Not sure it's the right one. Anyway, I phoned. Of course, they're closed. 
first thing this morning, I phoned, got my order in. You know, they call back, yep, be ready at 11. I knew where the place was. I still typed, I still use my iPhone anyway, typed in the directions, and it's giving me the wrong direction. It's saying, no, no, make a U-turn here on Kingston Road. I'm saying, no, no, I know where it is. And so I went to the place where I knew it is, ignored my iPhone, went to the place where I knew where it was, and it had a different name. And I realized, oh, <laughs> the place I thought I ordered from was not uh, that place. It was someplace else. My iPhone was right. Made a U-turn, went back, and found it only three minutes down the road. Uh, but still kind of one of those, ooh, you know, I mean, ugh, is that age or is that just because I've been a little stressed? Anyway, my son uh, FaceTimed me last night, and we were on for at least an hour, I'm sure. And we had some pretty intense conversations. We're dealing with a 31-year-old, stressed with his job. He's working for the BC Liquor Board right now. And uh, deciding, why, where is his future? You know, this is just soul-killing. And uh, I'm thinking, yeah, but, you know, our friend Glenn lasted with the Motor Vehicle Bureau and, and you know, was retired with a pension, decent salary, security all along, benefits, everything. You know, maybe you stick around, you could have that, but really, it's also not necessarily something he wants. My wife, in a previous conversation when she was doing my haircut, uh, was saying, he's too much like you, you know, he needs security, uh, you can have those holidays when you're retired. And, of course, if anybody who's read my book of letters knows I live the opposite. No, no, do the things you want to do now when you're young and can do it. Worry about the future later. Uh, and that's uh, where we are anyway. So he's in the midst of that. But during the phone call, I mentioned about my stress levels and never getting anything right for your mother's birthday and so on. And he said, which was somewhat comforting, that, Dad, you're the easiest guy in the world to buy for. I could just pick something up tomorrow and it'd be right for you. Like, you, you're just easy to buy for. Your mom is the other end of the scale. Uh, not only because she's Japanese, but because she's just very particular. Like she, she goes, she'll go into one of these recycle shops, buy something, take it home, cut it up, redo it, and it's a beautiful little piece of art to wear. Uh, she's just like that, but it's her own unique style, you know, and uh, I just don't get that. So he said, you know, forget jewelry and everything else. It's just not going to work. So we, we agreed flowers was a good way to go. And then also, you know, I said, but over the food, like, I said, what do you want? He said, Dad, you got to understand these two cultures. It, Japanese understand each other through silence, through not being direct. You know, and I I remember, and he started telling me stuff that, oh, yeah, when I first went to Japan, I had to learn all that. Well, perhaps I've forgotten some of it. But it was about the ways of communication. And you're supposed to pick up on clues. And I am clueless in that regard. I just haven't been doing a very good job. Um, and so it was very helpful. He talked about cultures that are direct and indirect, you know, in terms of you know, can I do this, yes or no, and other cultures don't want to be in a position where you're forced to give a yes or a no, which is very much like Japanese culture is. You know, no, don't put me in that corner. So you have to ask indirectly. And so when she's, you know, sort of, when I'm asking plans about supper, she doesn't want to be asked directly. Probably she wants me to choose. Um... You know, and just not put it back onto her. So anyway, when I came down this morning, um, she said, do you feel like, um, no, I can't even remember, remember it, a Chinese dish, which totally out of the blue. Oh, that's not, well, you know, I thought we we're going to do Japanese. It's your birthday. And of course, this is the clue I pick up. It was a fairly, you know, as direct as indirect can be. You know, way of saying, uh, you know, I want uh, konji, not <laughs> not our usual Japanese fare. So that's my next job. But anyway, meanwhile, I've got the flowers. They look nice. It's a small bouquet, but it's it's quite lovely. And uh, so things are sort of back to normal. 
Uh, but I, you know, that's what happens sometimes in the Dixon Jane's podcast. I'll, I'll go wild and express things and get all frustrated and, you know, the world is coming to an end or my world. And then, um, things change overnight. And the conversation with my son certainly, uh, helped a lot, but very much in particular pointing out the cultural differences that so I, I need to be maybe reminded of sometimes. And for those of you folks out there, Maybe married to a fellow Canadian. There's always husband-wife differences, male-female differences, age differences, whatever. But when you throw in this extra, very, very different cultural way of communicating, it can lead to uh, to issues. Scarborough Dude signing off. I've got these flowers back and to find out where we can get some ganji. Signing off. Bye for now. Thank you for being patient with me. Forgiving me. Bye for now. Yeah, that's the uh, bell I finally remembered to bring down to the basement, which is uh, where I am sitting in my very comfortable red leather recliner with a nice little uh, blanket to keep me cozy and warm and uh, a nice leather sheepskin vest. And uh, feeling very cozy. It's so wonderful as I read the um, Zen Effects, The Life of Alan Watts, this book by Monica Furlong, which I'm enjoying very much. Um, getting close to the end, it's just the, uh, I've come up to the 1960s and Alan has tried, uh, LSD. Uh, he was a deeply, um, well, he was a scholar and philosopher. He calls himself a genuine fake and he was, had huge popularity in the sixties on the radio, uh, TV to some degree, mostly radio, audio tapes and all over, uh, America, people listening to him and his, his, you know, new ideas about who you are and uh, sort of dismantling Christianity, I suppose, and uh, putting forth, you know, the concept of the oneness of all and so on. Kind of things we see on uh, Instagram in little cute little quotes and so on. But he would actually give a lecture and um, he was he was an alcoholic. He drank a lot. And I've just heard somewhere where... Uh, he wouldn't even have notes for a lecture. He could go into any college. He spoke at colleges and universities all over the States. Um, he could go in and just give a lecture as if it, it just brilliantly perform. He, he was an artist in that respect. And uh, wing it and just bring it all and get right out there and just have people hanging on every word. He was an excellent orator. He had a wonderful voice. And uh, you know that if you've listened to any of his uh, talks, and if you haven't, Google Alan Watts and uh, find some. Take a sample. Now, what's nice about reading this book, they'll mention uh, a book he's just written. Uh, so I'm sitting here, and within my arm's reach, I have my newly organized uh, shelf with all the Alan Watts books. And I can just reach over and pick up, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, I should look at that again. Like Cloud Hidden, Whereabouts Unknown, uh, uh, the book on the taboo against knowing who you are. These are lovely little paperbacks, and they're recycling a lot of the material. We've got two, two copies of that. I'm thinking of some of my, some of my two copies, and this, they're very special copies. I um, might start sharing one. In fact, I'm going to. I'm mailing one to a friend, uh, The Wisdom of Insecurity. Ah, so that little bit of work I did tidying uh, down here in the basement, it's wonderful. Now, I'm also looking up at, on my uh, bar, uh, I have the big white goose that was Naoko's that came from Japan. Uh, it's just, just lovely. It's just a white light inside it. Uh, but beside that, what was my son's is a Buddha sitting on a lotus, and it's like a little water... Um, not a fountain, but there's a ball in the lap of the Buddha. There's a, a ball, and underneath the ball are lights, colored lights. And the ball is sort of crystal and uh, crystallized, so it reflects various colors as it spins with the flowing of water going over the ball or underneath it to turn it and dripping back down the Buddha's robes 
and back into the lotus. <laughs> and uh, so it never goes away. It just cycles around. But it keeps this beautiful ball moving. I posted a picture. And, I, and I, I'll tell you what, for this podcast, uh, I'll post the picture. Uh, use the portrait lens so you can sort of black out the entire background. Uh, and it's just it's just lovely. So bit by bit by bit, I'm creating, recreating, you know, adapting this wonderful place, uh, this bar. I look over in the other direction, and there's, ah, now properly organized, the beach shelf. And I even have a little plaster, figure of John Lennon I was given up there. And, uh, and then uh, the 60s musicians, and, ah, it's just wonderful. Uh, but that's not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> it is... Um, Tuesday, May the 9th. Yesterday was my wife's birthday. I will only say that it would be very hard to imagine a more unpleasant birthday uh, than the one was spent. Uh, I left you with me having just picked up the um, flowers, uh, that bouquet that I carefully chose, uh, to which one of her replies was... uh, Next time, you know, you can just get them at a a supermarket flower shop. And that can be interpreted many different ways. Um, Maybe because it's, you know, all the money comes out of the same bank account. uh, Because later on it was followed by, if I want flowers, I'll buy them myself. Now, I'm saying those things and they sound a bit harsh. Uh, Yesterday was an extremely difficult day. Uh, for my wife, I, I don't. I, maybe the turning of the birthday, maybe news that back home in her family uh, with uh, nephews and nieces, there'll be two weddings. She will not be able to attend because she can't get back to Japan. You know, without isolation on both ends in Japan and here, it's just not the time to travel home. Uh, that's one of many things. Um, the fact that somebody where she works has COVID and all the staff now have to be tested, and. Um, she was unable to get a test. She applied two places that were supposed to give the free tests and uh, in Shoppers Drug Mart, like her co-workers had done, and uh, they they declined both times. So she was disturbed because it was a day off, and she was spending the day trying, going around trying to get these tests and worried about what if she does have it, what if she bought, gave it to me or her son. Um, and just... Uh, Things just reached a, a breaking level of stress and unhappiness all around. And it was very unfortunate. Um, today was an entirely different day. Uh, she went out. Today was the day she went to the second place and they said no. And I said, well, there's one more here in Scarborough. And uh, I drove her. And within very short time, there's only one other person in front of her. She was able to have the test that she required, and the, it was as if things just melted. Uh, everything just disappeared. Uh, the stress, the tension, the worry, the anxiety, the anger, the frustration just disappeared. And while we were in the car, uh, we ordered out from two different Japanese places for food, which we didn't have yesterday. Um, because it just was not the the day to celebrate in, in any way. Um, and um, so we've just had a wonderful meal today. And I felt, oh my God, there's a, there's a takeout from Niji here in Japan, uh, Midland and Ellesmere. And if you order it, you know, before three o'clock, you can get the lunch special. And it is incredible like about eight pieces of sushi and good and uh, a soup and a salad uh, with a nice dressing and uh, then tempura and rice and these other noodles. It's just amazing for like about $14. So good. And that helped because the problem is when my wife is tense, I'm tense. I don't handle it well. We're we're sort of the worst combination. We just keep, you know, upping it uh, one against the other. And and it just, and and I'm, 
I have the emotional maturity of a, a child, perhaps even a retarded child, if I can use that word. Um, it's, you know, it's to my shame and embarrassment and, and horror sometimes. So I, I don't help. I just get, you know, in a frenzy. But anyway, I, the reason I'm recording now is to, to share that you, you, some days you just have to get through. <laughs> and I'm sure I, I don't think there's a listener out there who hasn't had similar experiences, but uh, today is the day after, and it's just such a blessing to feel <sighs> okay again. And uh, yeah, that's what I needed to uh, to let you know. Um, I'm, I'm always, I, I try to be a little careful because Nelco is very, very private. And she would be horrified that I'm sharing any of this. And and it, and it feels a little bit wrong on my part. But at the same time, I, I couldn't be telling this story in the way I do, in the way I believe it should be done. I mean, the purpose of the podcast is to be open about who we are as, as frail humans and, and uh, how many times we make mistakes and... Uh, and and have to be corrected and have to learn to correct ourselves and have to learn to move on and have to learn to uh, maybe share some of our nakedness, share some of our mistakes so that others can also feel comfortable. I mean, I really hope that is one of the things that this podcast accomplishes. I mean, I'll listen to a podcast when people are just entertaining and that's fine. We need that too. You wouldn't want every podcast to be like this, but I think there is a place for people sharing some of their well, shortcomings, needs. Um, uh, and boy, I, I mentioned the phone call with my son, and it really was a a huge help. Uh, and my other son too, the one who's here. Both of them have uh, are. <laughs> Emotionally, much more mature than um, I think their parents. So <laughs> I guess that's a sad state of affairs. But hey, no, it could be worse. Could be the other way around. And uh, yeah, this is better. So anyway, uh, that's all I've got to say. I'm, I'm speaking in sort of a hushed voice so that this does not carry upstairs. Um, and I guess I'll go back. Ooh, I see a piece of chocolate right beside the bell. I think I'll have that piece of chocolate and then uh, maybe think about, okay, now that we've had this wonderful lunch, what are we going to do about supper? Uh, yeah. Scarborough Dude. Uh, again, I, I guess there's two things I miss. One of them is browsing two of my favorite bookshops right here in Scarborough. Well, there's three. There's the Circus on the Danforth just down between the Only Cafe and the Eaton House is a wonderful uh, book. I think it's called Circus used bookshop and also they have records and, and it's organized and it's classy stuff. I mean, it, it's sectioned. Okay. Here's poetry. Here's philosophy. Here's religion. Here's art. Here's, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you can find it. A lot of theater stuff, you know, movies, films, biographies. It, it's great. And it's huge. Uh, but then there's the other two little ones, one very short one in Scarborough, uh, just a tiny little one that, has just a few gems. They're well selected and it's pleasant and I've got good books there. And then my other one, of course, The uh, the Great Escape, uh, right down uh, past Victoria Park on Kingston Road. And to be able to just go in and browse. And of course, today, if I was able to go in, I would go straight to the Alan Watts section. I would look for Alan Watts. I'd find him under religion or biographies, uh, philosophy, spiritualism, all of those things, and see if there's maybe one that uh, that I don't have. There's a book called The Joyous Cosmology. Ooh, ooh, want that one. But uh, anyway, that's that's what I miss. Not so much the only cafe yet, but uh, bookstores. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. <laughs> In the days of 18 and 1, pegging all. In the days of 18 and 1, pegging all. 
In the days of 18 and a one, peg and shoes is all I done. Hand me down my peg, my peg, my peg, my all. In the days of 18 and two, peg and all. In the days of 18 and two, peg and all. In the days of 18 and two, Pagan shoes is all I do. Hand me down my peg, my peg, my peg, my all. In the days of 18 and three, pagan all. In the days of 18 and three, pagan all. In the days of 18 and three, pagan shoes is all you see. Hand me down my peg, my peg, my peg, my all. Eighteen and four, pagan all. In the days of eighteen and four, pagan all. In the days of eighteen and four, I said I'd peg them shoes no more. I'll throw away my peg, my peg, my peg, my all. They've invented a new machine, pagan all. They've invented a new machine, pagan all. They've invented a new machine. It's the prettiest little thing you ever see. Throw away my peg, my peg, my peg, my all. Make one hundred proud of my one peg and all. Make one hundred proud of my one peg and all. Make one hundred proud of my one peg and shoes. It ain't no fun. I'll throw away my peg, my peg, my peg, my all. It is Wednesday, February 10th, and I am uh, parked at Thompson Park. I am not going to get out and walk, even though I have my cane, I have my brace, the sun is shining. Damn it, I probably should. That wasn't the plan at all. The plan was to go out and get milk. I uh, poured uh, Tora's bowl of milk for him this morning, heated up 33 seconds in the microwave, then into his bowl, Uh, Tora being the outdoor cat, you know that. Um, and uh, when I left, he had only had a little bit of it, but of course he loved it, and the cat food was untouched, and he was sitting perched on top of the uh, shower curtain, which covers his table so that he's sheltered from the wind and the rain, and his house is under there and everything else, and he was just sitting in the sunshine, so I posted a nice picture of him, but uh, then made myself a bowl of cereal and went to get the milk, and went, ah, Torta had the last of the milk. So down to my corner store, I don't mind paying an extra dollar for milk to go into the hands, uh, whatever they get out of it uh, at the local store, which is always there seven days a week. Uh, Korean one grocery store, just like Kim's, but not quite as friendly. Um, But anyway, you know, so and then I'm out. Hey, why not do a podcast or clip anyway? And before getting back home to eat my cereal with the milk I just bought. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm here now. There. Now you got the picture. It's quite wonderful. You get up in the morning. Yuki always has me up, usually by 7 or so. And um, this morning, you know, slept in a little later. Uh, 8 o'clock. But there's Tora. And when he sees you, he knows he's at the door, at the glass door, looking in. And when he sees you, the mouth opens, and if the door was open, you'd hear, it's a very strange cry. And you know, all right, all right, all right, before I get my breakfast and my coffee, you get your breakfast, and you get some uh, soft canned food, and then you heat up the milk, and uh, out it goes, and uh, everybody's happy. And then again, it repeats itself at 5.30, 6 o'clock. He's there, and sometimes in the afternoon, if he looks pathetically hungry or is crying a lot, you might heat up another bowl of milk for him. But uh, that's why we run out of milk quite often. But uh, it's just wonderful, and the cat's doing fine. I mean, he comes out of his house in the morning, he's still got bits of straw on his tail or his back, because Nalco has very carefully laid a bed of straw inside his insulated home. 
And then we have another little basket with a couple of old sweaters on it. We bring inside at night so it gets warm and then put it out in the morning. So if he wants to sit on that instead of the cold planks of the deck, uh, he can do that too. All right. Here's your cat update. <sighs> Birthday update. I, I, I'm a little worried that I sometimes paint my wife in a picture, which is may seem unfair. For example, not being overly excited about the gift of flowers that I thought, aren't these nice? The thing is, flowers is, a, is just a cheap buyout. And I know that. And it's the easiest thing to do. And had I bought her flowers out of the blue, someday, not her birthday, just, here's some beautiful flowers I thought you might like. That might have been much more appreciated. These ones I don't think she's even looked at. And the thing is, first of all, the money comes out of our joint bank account. Secondly, it's expensive. You're talking $70 plus for a bouquet of flowers that will last a few days. You know on the table in the centerpiece. It just doesn't mean a whole lot. And beyond all that, more importantly, and the only issue when she says, you don't know me, really what she would appreciate more than anything is more help around the house, more me preparing more meals, more help with the housework. And she's made that clear for quite a while. And I guess is kind of upset because of the example I'm setting for my son. So I do do the odd meal, but most of the time when I do a meal, it's something frozen. For example, last night from the freezer, I bring out some chicken legs and uh, a frozen pizza and put them in the oven and do a nice job and say, well, this is what's for supper because we had, we had that wonderful Japanese supper, but that's not a meal. And, you know, I think she had one bite of pizza or something and, uh, uh, she, she she's stressed very easily, and um, her stomach acts up, and and it's it's hard. Now today's another day, and she came down in a a much better mood, it seems, and rested. And of course, the main thing was having had her test for COVID, which we solved yesterday. But the thing is, I grew up in a household where my father went off to work, and my mother stayed at home and did everything. The baking, the cleaning, the housework, the the scrubbing, the scouring, the mopping, the sweeping, the vacuuming, the laundry. Um, you know, that's the way it was in those days. And I, I guess that was sort of something I've grown up with. And I know this is not the way it is today, especially when the spouse is working. And I don't have any excuse or justification other than to know I'm in the wrong and I've got to fix it. And I think what upsets her more is the fact that I haven't taught my son. So every time I make a meal and I check with my son, I show him, okay, this is what I've done. You know, what do you think? And he's always impressed that his dad can cook, but we haven't got to the point where he's doing the meals yet. And and so I've, I've fallen down in that respect. And I think that is at the root of, you don't just go out and buy flowers and think everything's going to be fine. Okay, I just need to make that clear. The fault is on my, on me, uh, and I've got to set up a system. Now, this will sound like a, an excuse, and, a, and I don't want it to come that way. Truth is, I, can, I am not capable of carrying a vacuum cleaner up and down stairs safely. Um, so what's the answer? Well, get my son to do it. My son, who's up all night and uh, doesn't really get out of bed till late afternoon, uh, maybe that's a pattern we have to also try and change. And yeah, th- this this is the answer. I have to say, all right, now, now Uncle, show us what you do, and then we'll take the steps. What cleaning things do you use on the bathrooms? What's your process? Because the thing is, she's very thorough and um, would be quick to inspect and find that we are falling short of her standards. And so we've got to be careful around that. But there are things we can do to help. And, and that that's, I'm just saying that because that's at the root of everything. And, and her, her anger and frustration and the not overly um, grateful appreciation for the flowers is really more a reflection of uh, what her husband and her son 
are not doing to help. And I'm making that as a confession loud and clear here. And again, I know I can hear. I, I sort of I, I imagine shouting by those of you who are more enlightened and, and uh, are better partners than I am. I have failed in this respect. And I just have to do a little more. I, I mean, I do, you know, I'll put the garbage out. I mean, I could list off the things I do, but they fall short. But I do make sure her car is clean before she gets out. And that's shaving off the ice, shoving the walkway so she can get to it, uh, starting it up often on the cold mornings, uh, getting the garbage sorted and put out and dragged out to the curb. The things that I am capable of doing uh, and all the finances and all the bill paying and, and all the things that have to be taken care of. So I, it's not that I don't do anything, but in terms of just helping more around household chores and being the procrastinator I am, uh, you know, that. So part of the project of cleaning up the basement bar was also to make it more presentable. And my office, I mean, I looked at layers of dust. I found an old radio that was connected to, you know, your iPod and so on that doesn't seem to work anymore at all. Even the on-off button is broken. It's junk. I haven't used it for years. And, and so I've put it in a box, but, I, you know, it's out of the way, but it's not yet discarded, but it should be. Uh, so the office is the next thing to do. There are layers of dust on my working desk and things that are just clutter everywhere. And so I will, it just takes me forever. All right. So I guess that's it. I guess it's just uh, confession time this morning. Uh, now I'm going to go back and, uh, have my bowl of cereal and, uh, see what I can get done today. It's a beautiful cold day. No, I won't take the walk right now. I will get home with the milk and uh, maybe later. Um, I, You know, this isn't... There was a day when I did do the, vac the uh, bathroom. The other day, something fell on the floor. And I got, had to get down on the floor under a bureau to reach for it. I couldn't get up. I can't. I don't know how to get up. I can't put weight on the bad knee. I can't find a position. It involves pulling a, a, a moving chair over, and then, of course, that's not steady, trying to get an arm onto the chair. It, it took minutes, and the same down in the basement, putting books on the lower shelf. It takes minutes to actually find that, figure out how I can get up. So there are there are physical problems in there, which means... Okay, there are some things I can't do, but that doesn't mean I can't teach my son uh, to do. So, I, you know, there there are <sighs> what? What, what I'm I'm just trying to make myself look a little better, not as bad as it seems. I do. I mean, every day. I, I am hooked on, you know, that little rush you get when, oh, somebody liked the picture. Oh, a like. I got another like. I got a like. Oh, who liked this one? Oh, let me look at the picture they liked. Oh, yeah, that's my picture of the cat. Oh, they like that one. It's just crazy. And it, it is it is that dopamine rush, I guess. And it's incredible. It is like crack. It really is. like. And I'll go at my on Instagram, on Twitter, on Discord, on Facebook, post something. I hope they like this. I hope it makes me look good. And it's crazy. You're looking for this kind of reassurance. You become dependent on it. And, and this is not just me. Hey, look at yourself. This is a thing that a lot of people are, are you know, caught up in. It's just, it's weird. But I do that. I post these things, my God, constantly. And I'm, and I'm really happy. Oh, look how many like that picture of Yuki. Isn't that great? It makes me happy. They're paying attention. They know I'm out here. They acknowledge me. They recognize me. They know Ken. God damn it. Eh? Isn't that ridiculous? And here's me trying to pretend I know about Zen and living in the moment. But there! Oh, sorry. God. Woo! That was, whoo didn't know that was coming. <laughs> uh, 
That is living in the moment, folks. Sometimes uh, the moment takes over. All right. Scarborough dude. Ding, 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 ding. Signing off. Bye for now. That is the uh, basement barbell sitting on the uh, Jack Kerouac shelf. Yeah, so this is uh, winding down. This is the end of uh, Dixon Jane's podcast number 830. Uh, Friday afternoon, I'm in my basement. Just sat down now. I thought I would be here, like, this morning doing things, finishing off. I, I've... Uh, I'm applying saddle soap to all my Nigerian leather work. Kind of a fun job. It's kind of nice. Feels good. And you feel, oh, yeah, that leather really needs this little bit of extra soap and moisture. Um, But I got sidetracked. Um, Yuki woke me at 5.30. Usually it's not till 7 or even later. Today it was 5.30. And um, it's a persistent. It's a scratch on the rattan bureau or just the drawers, which you can't ignore, and then a meow. And I know if I don't get up, she'll just keep meowing till she wakes everybody up. So it's me first. So I went down, it's, and I thought, well, it's early for her going out. But she led me to the kitchen. First of all, in the living room, rolls over, I have to rub her belly. That's that's the deal. She gets under the little, little table there in the living room. She gets underneath it and rolls on her back and says, okay, come and rub my belly a little bit, nice and softly. And we do that. And then instead of heading for the door, she heads for the kitchen, and she sits in front of her uh, feeding bowl and looks up at me and I look down and the bowl is empty and I'm feeling so proud of my cat. Like, hey, she knew, hey, that's the guy who usually puts food in. He's the guy I got to get. And basically got me and brought me to her bowl so that I could open a new uh, bag of cat food, dried cat food, and uh, fill it up for her. And then she went out. So, I was able to get back to sleep, had some strange dreams, but uh, it slowed everything down. And uh, then I saw when I got on Netflix, I thought, oh, I'll just watch one more chapter or, uh, uh, you know, episode of um, Designated Survivor, which I'm enjoying as silly as it is. Uh, and then saw this advertisement for uh, The Sinner. And it just hooked me. Saw the detective. Oh, this looks good. It was season three. And I went back to episode one, season one, and uh, I'm into it now. The thing that gets me the most, I love to see actors I've never seen before. I may never see again. I don't remember their names. They're not the stars. They're not famous. They're just people who've tried and, I guess, succeeded if you're in a Netflix series to make a career as an actor. And you, and you feel for all the ones who don't get that break, who don't make it, who maybe just aren't quite good enough or just aren't lucky enough. And you see like the person playing the re- lead role, the person playing the detective, all the other auxiliary characters, they're just all great. And I'm just so impressed, uh, you know, that somebody has that talent and capability. And again, it's it's... I feel I, musicians. I feel it less so because it seems much more common. It seems harder to be an actor. Um, and anyway, it makes me feel good. There's hope for the human race. Some people just need to act, to be in a play, in a movie, on the stage, entertaining us. So it's a dark series, but uh, very, very good. And again, I, I and just as much admiration for the writers who create these characters and give them a sort of a dark edge or something else about them that makes them, oh, it's a little bit twisted and interesting. So, anyway, I've uh, spent now, that's why it's 3.30 now. I was catching up on uh, that. And I guess it's the same for when I think about um, the difference between this one, The Sinners, and uh, Designated Survivor. They're also very, very good. But the writing isn't. The writing, it's it's sort of more mass entertainment. And, you know, it's Kiefer Sutherland. He's good in the role. But it's just kind of schmaltzy in places and then just so far-fetched in others that uh, it's just 
it's entertainment. This one, the sinners, wow, woo. It, it's like uh, the way I felt about Six Feet Under and Deadwood when I watched those. Wow, this is good stuff. Okay, let's park that. Um, I notice a lot of people don't talk about personal things on their podcast. I, I probably mentioned that last time. It's rare. And even fewer will talk about the inside of their family life, like marriage and things. And I sometimes let a little bit slip through here that I know my wife would be alarmed and upset about. But uh, it's always a, it's a living, a marriage is a living, dynamic, changing thing. Uh, and we've been at it for, I guess, what, 30, when we married in 1986, so that's a long time, 35 years, I guess. Uh, and <coughs> I guess I've concluded we need each other. We still need each other. Um, and for different reasons, obviously, clearly. So right now, my son is upstairs helping my wife on the internet. She's not very good. She's not internet savvy or tech savvy at all. And so simple things like trying to share a list of uh, Amazon purchases uh, proved difficult for all of us. Me, because it's Windows and I don't even, I can't even do copy and paste on a Windows machine. Like I just, I hate them. I haven't had to use it since I taught at Centennial. I hate Windows. I love Macintosh operating system. Uh, I just know it. It's natural to me. I can do what I want. So I have to Google and search for things. Um, and then plus that, she's it's a borrowed work um, uh, portable computer with no mouse attachment. And it's just, it's just complicated. It's just a mess. So anyway, my son has more patience than I, although he doesn't have much. And my wife and I have uh, much less patience. So it's been a, a trying time. And that's why today... Here's a hint I picked up. Go back to the flowers and, you know, the business about picking up cues. My wife said she came down at noon because she's working from home today. Uh, her test results, by the way, came back negative. Good. But uh, they still have to be very, very careful at work with seniors. Um, she came down and said, something like that. You know, like, oh, I really feel like something tasty to eat. And I picked on it right away. I said, well, I could go pick up sushi. Yeah, hmm? like, is that a possibility? And it was just the the quiet way she was, so almost like she was talking to herself. She didn't ask me, can you go get sushi? That's what I said. That's that direct communication. It doesn't work that way. She just let me overhear her in the kitchen saying, mm, in Japanese, I feel like something tasty to eat. And it was up for me to pick up the glue, and I picked it up. I did it. I reached out and said, I'll go. I'll get the, I'll order sushi, because they have a, a good lunch special, $14 each. And it's just incredible deal, but uh, no need to go into that. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's the, that's life around the household. It's, it's a work in progress. Uh, marriage is, parenthood is. Um, and and it, it can be a struggle. You can have some days when things just don't work. They grind to a halt or you just, you know, you, you, you get locked into position and, and there's no progress going to be made at all. And then get a good night's sleep and, and things just sort of turn around. And each one is so unique. I mean, any, 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 the way any individual is unique and one of a kind and uh, just hard to figure out, you know, how does this person actually work? Uh, ditto for marriage when you bring a couple of people together and uh, figure, wow, how does that one work? And some outwardly, you know, if you look at Facebook, we just seem to, oh my God, they're in a state of bliss all the time. And of course, we know that's not true. That ain't possible. But uh, I guess some are easier than others, but it's the same way some people are simpler than others in their lives. And other people just uh, know enough to just keep quiet about it. Hey, that's not for uh, public sharing. Uh, I'm I'm not so good at that part of things. I share a lot, maybe overshare would be the word anyway this is uh this is an end to the uh, dixon james podcast for this week it's friday i'm a little behind schedule i'm going to um finish this off and uh, get back and polish up a little more leather and that is not a euphemism for anything and um then maybe 
look at my bookshelf and say, hmm, I think I'll read a passage from, uh, what, Memory Babe or Desolate Angel or Visions of a Kerouac or The Beat Vision or uh, Jack's Book or Subterranean Kerouac or uh, Jack Kerouac's American Journey or uh, Kerouac's Some of the Dharma. Yeah, Some of the Dharma. That's what we'll go for. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Have a good weekend. Bye for now.